Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and welcome to Mile High Magazine. Thank you for spending the Sunday morning with us. Today, looking forward to this conversation with Allison Jacobson. She is the CEO of First Candle and also a SIDS mom. Good morning, Allison. Hi, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being here. So first off, tell me a little bit about what is First Candle. So First Candle is a national nonprofit organization. We've been around for 40 years, and we are committed to ending sudden, unexpected infant death through education and outreach campaigns, but also providing bereavement support to those families who have tragically lost a baby to sudden, unexpected infant death or stillbirth. And that's what I was going to ask you, because we I know there are two different words we're talking about here, SIDS, and what is SUID again? SUID. So it's changed a little bit over the years. SIDS, which a lot of families know, is sudden infant death syndrome, but it actually falls under an umbrella term of SUID, sudden unexpected infant death. And that's what medical examiners or coroners or researchers are using more now because there are SIDS cases which are still unknown, unpreventable, unpredictable, but Mm -hmm. then there is accidental suffocation. And those are those sleep-related infant deaths that are happening because there are blankets or pillows in the crib or just tragically a mom or dad are sitting with the baby on their chest and they fall asleep and then the baby suffocates. So it's Mm -hmm. those deaths that are, are really coming up more and a lot of researchers and medical examiners believe there are all causes for these deaths and they are sleep-related infant death. The good news is there are things we can do to prevent those. Now, what what is disconcerting is the rate has stayed the same. 3,500 babies die every year, and that rate hasn't gone down for the past 20 years. And even more discouraging, just recently, the CDC put out a new study that showed during the pandemic from 2019 to 2020, while that rate remained the same, it increased for black babies. And now that rate is 2.8 times higher than white babies. So that's problematic and we need to do something about that. Why is that? Well, unfortunately, it is because the messaging up until now has been one size fits all. Just don't place your baby in bed with you. But we know, I don't know if you're a mom, Melissa, but we know moms and dads are exhausted. Mm -hmm. And in many cases, they are bringing baby into bed for many reasons. It could be cultural. It could be there's no other place for baby to sleep or they are nervous about having baby away from them. And so, unfortunately, the messaging up until now has been kind of blame and shame, don't do it. And moms know that. And so they're not having conversations with their doula or their pediatrician. Plus, there's a lot of structural racism that goes into how those messages are delivered Mm. when they're at the hospital. And we know that a lot of times families can't come back for well visits. So there are socioeconomic reasons, there's cultural beliefs, but what's most important is who is delivering that message and who the messenger is. And we know it has to be somebody who's trusted and known in the community already. So let's talk about sudden infant death syndrome or SIDS. Um, Yeah, we've all heard the term for years and years and years. What is the cause? Do we know what the cause is? Well, so there are theories that it's kind of a trifecta. There's a certain, you know, vulnerable time of an infant's life between 
most likely two months and four months where they are still developing their ability to rouse themselves from sleep. Look, we all stop breathing for momentarily in the evening, but we have arousal mechanisms that start us breathing again. We believe that certain infants don't have that. We also know that there are those environmental factors of, you know, a, a soft, fluffy mattress or laying the baby on his or her stomach or animal stuffed animals or blankets in the crib. So it's things that come together at a certain time. That is the true cause of this. Mm-hmm. And again, that's something that's still, you know, unpredictable. We don't know what babies are more vulnerable to this. But then when we talk about those sleep-related infant deaths, those are more those accidental suffocation. When a baby's in a crib with a pillow or a blanket or a stuffed animal or laying on their stomach or in some other way being accidentally suffocated. And unfortunately, it happens, like we said, when mom or dad are holding that baby to their chest and falls asleep and the baby rolls over into a cushion or the baby's head goes into mom or dad. That's when these accidental suffocations occur. How I just I just think the heartbreaking being a mom myself, I just can't imagine just the heartbreaking that parents go through when something like this happens. It, It truly is. And Melissa, it doesn't stop. I mean, my son died 20 26 years ago. And when, you know, he should have been 18, I watched kids graduating thinking that should have been my son. And it's, it's just, it never leaves you. And that's why we have a 24 hour grief line. We have peer support volunteers. We have bereavement materials. We have private Facebook groups because until you've gone through it, it's really hard to understand it, right? Like everybody says, I could never live through it. Well, you do, but you Mm -hmm. need a lot support. Yeah. Oh, I, I can only imagine. I think every parent hears you talking and our hearts go out to you because we we can't imagine that kind of pain and how you have to work through it. Yeah. And, you know, that's why, again, we're really working closely with grassroots community organizations because they know their community. They know who's experiencing these these tragic losses. They also know who's pregnant, who's recently had a baby. And through our program, Let's Talk Community Chat, we're educating doulas as well as dads and grandparents. Mm-hmm. about the safe sleep messages because dads want to hear it from other dads. Sure. You know, it's kind of like, I hate to say it, but when we go into a car dealership, the, you know, the salesperson is usually still talking to a man. Well, when we go into a pediatrician's office, we're hearing from dads. It's still, you know, directed at mom. They want to know. And so these local Let's Talk community chats go right into the community where families gather. It mm-hmm. could be a community center, a church, a after-school program, and delivering these messages Parents can come free of charge every month and have long extended conversations with a doula about the challenges they're having at getting their baby to sleep Mm -hmm. and how to support them. Maybe the baby is in bed for whatever reason. How can we make it safer? How can we mitigate those risks? And that's what families need to hear. It's not a one-size-fits-all message. Well, let's talk about some of those safer sleep uh, messages that we need to get out there. I mean, I know when my daughter was little, you know, we had bumper in the bed. And I've heard you don't do that anymore. No, we don't want anything fluffy in the baby surrounding. All you want to have is a ver- very firm, flat mattress. And, you know, again, it's tempting when your baby falls asleep in that car seat carrier to bring them in and allow them to still sleep in there. But we don't want that because the baby's head can nod down and mm. their neck, it can kind of restrict their breathing. So the minute you come home, you want that baby in a flat, firm mattress on their back with nothing 
in the area. No blankets. You can put on a layer of extra clothing, but no blankets, no pillows, no stuffed animals. And when you are breastfeeding, if you bring your baby into bed, that's okay. But then move them back into their own safe place right next to you Mm -hmm. in a portable crib or a crib, whatever you can fit into your area. And those are really the most important things. And when you can breastfeed, breastfeeding is best. Um, because it does provide, first of all, it helps with postpartum depression, but it does help with this risk. We're not sure why, but that sucking um, mm. from mom breast does make a difference, and it does reduce the risk of this by 50%. Oh, that is it. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Again, we're not sure why, but that has been studied. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, that really is. But I know for some moms, I mean, I was one of them. I tried to breastfeed. She could yep. not latch on. I mean, it was, I tried for six weeks, and as my mom said, I finally had to wave the white flag because it just wasn't working. Right. And it doesn't work. So if you can, even just the first day, any little bit helps. But yeah, there are these moms that can't. And that's why we talk about no blame, no shame, right? Mm -hmm. Every mom wants to do what's right. It's our job to make sure that they have the support and that there is no judgment around it. That we meet families where they're at. Yep. Yep. And, And that is just so huge. I mean, because yeah, that's why I'm sharing my story about breastfeeding because I know there are some moms out there that are like, I tried. It just didn't work. Yeah. And then that's the other thing, right? For whatever reason, I work in a lot of areas where families don't have room for a crib or something and they're sleeping on the sofa with their baby or they're sleeping in the bed. And what we want to do is open up those lines of communication so they don't feel judged. And we can say, okay, if that baby is going to be in bed, make sure the mattress is firm. Try not to have anybody else in that bed with you. Mm -hmm. Keep heavy blankets off of them. Make sure that, you know, they're not up against the pillow. And so those are the things that you can do. While it's not the safest, it is safer. And that's what for families, sometimes that's what it takes. And would it be safer? I mean, and and I'm just throwing this out there. um, If if you didn't have an option to to have the baby sleep on on, on the floor? Well, you know what? That's what we talk about, Melissa. At First Candle, we're not just evidence-based. We're reality-based. And you could have a, you know, really expensive crib, but if you've got blankets and pillows in there, it's not safe. Mm -hmm. So it's more what's in the environment rather than the environment itself. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. Okay. That's what I I thought I was hearing you. And some of the other work that you do at First Candle, tell me about it, because I know you mentioned earlier uh, having a safe place for people to go and bereavement section of the website. Yes, we do. And you know, it's really hard because somebody who's expecting a baby doesn't want to see bereavement material and somebody who's lost a baby doesn't want to see all the, you know, safe sleep guidelines for a new baby. And so we do have that bereavement support on our website. Um, our grief line is 1-800-221-7437. Like I said, we have Facebook support group if you have lost a baby and you can go on there. But also on our Instagram page, we give a lot of information about how to make your 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 face safer for your baby to sleep and the safest way for your baby to sleep. So we have Instagram, we have Facebook, and then we also do have bereavement. And one of our board of directors, he's a dad who lost his baby. There's not a lot out there for dads. He just started a podcast, Guys and Grief. Mm. And it's specifically three dads who lost their baby through sudden unexpected infant death or stillbirth. And so it's been a great resource for dads as well. Yeah, I bet it has. And tell me about about some of the community work. You mentioned it about going to the places where people gather and talking to them there. 
Yep. So it's our Let Talk community chat program. We rolled it out in Harlem last year. We work with an organization called the Hope Center up in Harlem. They identify dads, they identify doulas and other grandparents who want to be trained in safe sleep practices. So we go in, we train them, and then we offer a stipend to them to go out into the community. So every month, the last Tuesday of every month in Harlem, families can go and get information about safe sleep, about breastfeeding, about the proper use of infant products to keep their baby safe that are great products, but Mm -hmm. they need to know how to use them safely. It's free of charge for families. They can walk away with diapers and pacifiers and swaddles, and they can also hear about if they're nervous about having their next baby, what to expect, how to advocate for themselves when they are in that delivery room so they have a delivery that they want to have. Mm -hmm. And so we offer the free of charge to all families. They can come back every month, get more information, bring people back. but And we're going to be doing this in Atlanta and Philadelphia coming up this year as well. So we're really excited about this. Yeah, that is fantastic work. You know, talking about getting that message out there, when should new parents be hearing this message? Should they be hearing it in the hospital before they ever take their baby home? They should be hearing this the minute they know they're pregnant because like you are a mom, we know that when you're in the hospital, you're in a daze. Uh Everything is coming at you. And so you forget a lot of stuff, right? And, you know, we hear about, well, we gave them a brochure in the hospital. That's not enough. You're not going to be able to read it. You're exhausted. So the minute you find out you're pregnant, you need to start planning. Where is your baby going to sleep? What is that safe sleep space? And that's why we love working with doulas, because doulas are in the community. They're working with these families. Mm -hmm. We want to work with OBGYNs to get this information out as well. Breastfeeding, safe sleep, these need to be started to discuss the first trimester, the second trimester, so that you are well prepared the minute you have that baby. Yeah, that is such great information, Allison. Allison Jacobson, CEO of First Candle. Uh, tell for folks who want to get involved or maybe want to donate, where do they need to go? Oh, I would love that. It's firstcandle.org, F-I-R-S-T-C-A-N-D-L-E.org, or you can find us on Instagram at First Candle and Facebook at First Candle. All right, Allison, thank you so much for your time this morning. I sure appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm Melissa more. It is Mile High Magazine. Thank you for spending your time with us on this Sunday morning. We sure appreciate you being here. And you can always find more information about this organization by going to the radio station's website. And you can also look for any of the other stories we've done and the interviews we've done. You'll find the podcast there as well. Go out, have a great Sunday, be blessed, be kind to everyone, and I'll see you back here next Sunday.